Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Sold in semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I'm your host, Raphael Pinsky, and today we have a very, very fun human being, very exciting, bubbly, and uh, animated person. Hi. Uh, my former real estate coach, still, oh still, 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 yeah, Ethan still a mentor of sorts. Ethan, go away. <laughs> Ethan, go, say it. Baby that, mama. That's her, that, that's Ethan, her son. <laughs> like mother, like son. Oh. Okay, Chica, welcome. Thank you, Rafi, for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll see it after. I'll show it to you. Shh. Okay. He wants to go to Target. So, uh, peoples, I started with Keller Williams about eight, nine months ago, and Chica was the coach at the time. She has helped me tremendously. Uh, just understanding the business and working, uh, dealing with some paperwork and really just helping to make things easier for a new realtor. So I always appreciated it. And uh, I thank you for that. Really, you helped me tremendously. You know, you're my brother from another. That's it. You just, yeah, it's just, uh, you had the patience and that was good. And and I think I was, I, I didn't require that much patience, but then again, I don't know, did I? Um, what? <laughs> it's all good. Everybody have their way of learning. Everybody have cool. a different learning. So, Sometimes I have a curve. Yeah, I have a learning curve. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, what? I have to read something like three times, four times, maybe five times. I was to a lot of people. <laughs> I was to a lot of people. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate that. And um, now that we're, now that I'm a little bit further in and I have, I'm, haven't been on the coaching, kind of been... Now I've had to, and I think I've been good on my own as it is because I wasn't on a team. Yeah, I'm proud of you, actually. You're doing really well. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm a proud a mama. Oh. Proud sister from another. So sister and mother is kind of <laughs> kind of throwing me off right now. It depends on if what happens during those questions or that conversation I have with you. If you get my nerve, that mom, I'm going to be the mom. Okay. <laughs> And then if we cool, we'll be the, I'll be the sister. Fine. Okay. Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll change now, the now it, accordingly. It's sort of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, so I, I didn't. For whoever is in real estate or is familiar with real estate as as an agent, you can either be on a team or you can be a single agent. So there were people who recommended I join a team. I felt that I would be good on my own as as long as I had the right mentors and people to talk to who were more experienced. And I don't have that issue. Mm-hmm. I'm very proactive. And so, I encouraged that. I did remember. I said, yeah. yeah lead Based on your well. personality, I was like, I don't think you need to be on a team. Right, right. It was very true. <laughs> because I naturally do that. I don't kind of sit by myself. I always befriend people and get as much as I can, you know, ask questions. I'm very proactive. If I see that I really can't figure something out, then I'll go and talk to someone who's more experienced. Right, and then we right. become friendly and then we're you know, I try to help them in any way I can. The more experience I have, the more of an ability I have to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, being on a team, <clears throat> it, it could be, there's, there's something for everyone. 
you can your individual agent you learn independently you if you need to be on the team to be more in structure you join a team there's nothing wrong with one way or the other it's just what will fit for that person you know if and some people will go in needing the structure learn what they need to learn and then they go back out on their own it all depends on what you're looking for yeah for sure i just can't i, I can't deal with the needing to do this and this and that time meaning you have to have some sort of structure regardless of whether you're on a team or not. Mm -hmm. You can't just kind of throw everything in the air and hope it, Why? hope it hits. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Let's I know try that, it. <laughs> I, know that's, I know that's what you do, but that's not, that doesn't, doesn't I'm work. I'm good at it. I'm like the octopus. I'm like catching shit like this. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's what happens when you be your mom, your leader, your employee, your manager, you are baby mama, you are wife, you are cousin, sister, whatever it is. You learn how to cook, clean, vacuum, carry the baby, feed the baby, breastfeed. You, sure you don't want to run for president? Yes, yeah, I think I should. Yeah, I think I should. Totally game. Listen, you, you, you'll be my sidekick. I'm, I'm. You know what, vice president? I think we. I think we'll make a good team. Shoot. But wait, but now by the by this by the brother or the or the son. At that moment, you just my team. Uh, you just gonna be on the team, a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> I have the little car. Yeah, you. They'll attach like a little. The, so like you'll have your big. Escalade, you know how they no, your role is just a sidekick because if I have to kick you to the curb, I just have to kick you to the curb. But but if you found me, I can't kick you to the curb, you know what I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> deal. All right, I'm running. That's it, guys. Vote, vote for me in 20, 2025. Vote for Sheikah. Well, 20, yeah. it could be, you know, depends on what happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it, it's been it's definitely been an interesting, interesting eight, nine months at this point. Very, really loving it. You know, it has its ups and downs for sure, but so far. Uh -huh. It really suits me, which is great. It's a jungle out there. Real estate is a jungle. Um, and every time when, when I re recruit, I would say, listen, you're new to this. It is a jungle. The good thing about a jungle, there's always a path somewhere where you end up um, finding where you need to be. So you'll start off and you're like, oh, my goodness, where do I go? What direction? What do I want to do? Real estate, residential, commercial, rentals. What do I want to do with myself? As you start to learn and navigate through the process and the transactions and you become, you know, good at something, then you start to find your way through the jungle. That's what I consider it. Well, now that you mentioned rentals, I, I do find, like, I know somebody who does rentals primarily and he doesn't want to. So I just kind of wanted to go into that because it's interesting. It's very easy to get sucked into rentals because mm -hmm. they're, they're easier to come by. People feel like they're less strenuous, which actually doesn't, isn't always the case. Because you're making so much less money for your time. And you can't really, you can't really, you can't scale a business on rentals unless you're dealing with luxury rentals every single time. Unless they're, you know, they have to be a substantial amount for that to be worth it. And it's not something I would want to do anyhow, because I don't think it teaches you enough. Well, when you focus <laughs> on rentals, um, I look at it like the subway. Like, for example, when they lowered their prices and they had the Monday through Friday menu that they sold for less and it it became more of a volume than the price, right? So the they lowered the price, it, but what it drew more traffic, more people came in to purchase, because that's what their focus was to grow the volume. So it really depends. Um, there's realtors that stand by rentals only, and they close maybe twenty to thirty transactions a month. Just think about it. 
um, here in Southeast Florida, we are so overpopulated. Yeah, but with how rentals. many people are really doing that? The the percentage of rental agents, how many are closing twenty or thirty a month? Probably not. Not a lot. But I mean, maybe, you really don't have to close that many. Yeah, maybe one percent of one percent. It's not something I would do because, regardless, you're you're never going to make a, a considerable amount of money doing Be- that. I guess because I'm a rental queen uh, coming from property management, mm-hmm. um, I've seen agents soar like. I have a um, University of Miami mm-hmm. crowd when I worked in Miami. One agent rented almost 100 units in one building, in just my building. And then just imagine where he brought the rest of his clientele to the other buildings. From us alone, he made 80 grand in two months. Two months. I mean, if I, if I have one building, that's a difference. If I can list a building's worth of rentals, yeah, sure. But if I'm on the other end... Mm-hmm. Not, not See, that's, that. that's a good mindset for you. You already know in your mind, I want to list. In his mind, I'm grabbing all these people coming from China, for example, this is where he came from, and this, he, he, they call him for everything, mm-hmm. for relocating their, um, the students. So every year for two months, man is banking probably $300,000 alone in rentals. No, that's nice. Don't get me wrong. I just think there's a lot. I don't think. I know there's more potential in yeah. residential and commercial. Yeah. There just is. It's but it's a longer, more difficult game. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to put in. The, you know how. Yeah, it depends hard you're on how to you work. market and how you stand for it. Yeah, know? it's not something. Even 300k is great, but it's uh, not. But it's it's awesome. For two months, sixty days. What? <laughs> you make that in sixty days. What? Three hundred thousand in sixty days. In sixty days, I am not exaggerating. Okay, well, he's an extreme, extreme rarity. Yeah, um, yeah that is yeah, that's extreme not that rarity. Problem, yeah. Uh, but I just I want to learn I want to learn about the buy and sell side because mm-hmm. I want to get into investment. I mean that is real so estate. That, so buying and selling is real estate. It's it's just it's the long game and where I want to go, the trajectory where, where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So you know through all the people that I've spoken to, that's where I want to be. You know it just makes a lot more sense. And that's good for you to have your direction. So mm-hmm. that's the important part about the business. You can't just go in and be scattered. You don't. You have to understand what direction you're going in order for you to take the steps to get towards that. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to be lost. And you're just going to be like everywhere. And, and, and then you waste all this time and then you sit down and you're like, okay, I didn't get a check. Because you're everywhere. You're too scattered. But the good thing about that is knowing what direction you're going, you're able to make the steps to get towards that goal. I think it's all, sometimes it's, it's minimizing... You c- it can be minimizing the neighborhoods you work in. It could be minimizing the types of properties mm-hmm. you deal with. Mm-hmm. And eventually, once you have more options, you can say, okay, well, if it, the property's a million dollars or less or less than a million, I don't touch it. There are realtors that are in that position. Yeah. It's an 800K property. It's yeah. too small for them. They don't have the time for it. They started with their farm area, high. and eventually they started to like expand out to different areas and cities and area codes and zip codes, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, like you said, it starts somewhere. And uh, you, you start with your farm area. Like I'm gonna, you're here in Aventura, so I specialized here in Aventura. And then if you decide to go North Miami, spill over, go west. Little by little, you just trickle your way over. I um, try to stay somewhat in this vicinity. I'll go out, go out, definitely go out further. But I try to stay in Hollywood, Sunny Isles, Aventura, mm-hmm. North Miami Beach. I'll do other things for sure, but I tr- I really want to get to know these areas well before I venture out too much into I everywhere agree. else. I, I agree, agree with you. Know your area. Know your market. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, why do you think so many realtors don't, aren't able to figure out the business and, and do well? This is a very small percentage that are doing well. A lot of them come in, stay for a few months, and leave. 
I have my, my feelings, but I'm curious to hear why you think there's so many people who have this issue. They sell themselves the, a dream before going into the class, taking the exam. They set expectations before setting a goal. Mm-hmm. You cannot set expectations and not set the goal first. You have to make a plan, set your goal. Once you start working towards it, then you can go ahead and start creating your expectations of yourself. Um, the thing is, everyone looks at the million dollar listing TV shows and, you know, hi, Frederick. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go sell that property. Frederick, sorry, you're not Frederick. Okay, nobody's Frederick. Just want to let you know that. But I think when they see stuff like that, they're thinking immediately, I'm going to go win this. I'm going to sell this properties. I'm going to make all this money. So when they go in, they go in for the wrong reasons. So I look at employment. I look at jobs. I look at whatever career you take as a relationship. You can't go in with the wrong reasons. You Mm -hmm. have to go in knowing that there's something you're going to be working towards. And that's what I think. They go in for the wrong reasons and then they fail. Fail. What is it? Plan to fail or fail to plan. That's very good. That's very, it's a very logical point. Mm -hmm. I, I, you mentioned, you mentioned the plan. You mentioned having a plan, so I, and 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 having the wrong expectations. Mm-hmm. So I saw something. If you can beat that, you can win. This is called the emotional cycles of change. It's a pattern everyone goes through when you're trying to change anything in your life, anything at all. The first phase is called uninformed optimism. Oh, this is interesting. I could get into this. I could try this. I could see what this is about. I bet I could do that. The second phase is called informed pessimism. This is way harder than I thought it was. The third phase is called the valley of despair. I don't think I can do this. I think I'm going to quit. I'm going to do it very quietly so no one around me knows that I actually quit. The fourth phase, for the few people who actually get past the valley of despair, is called informed optimism. This is hard. This is challenging. I can do it. And if you keep pushing through, then you reach the final phase, which is called success. 99% of people, uninformed optimism. Oh, I saw this ad, dropshipping business, real estate. I could do this shit. That guy's not smarter than me. I could do that. I buy the thing, I start doing it. There's a lot to learn. This is actually really hard. Valley of despair, I can't do this. And so, here's where they up. They go, I can't do this? Oh, Ty Lopez ad, social media marketing agency. That's different, I could do that. Oh, this is way harder than I thought it was. I give up. Oh Shopify store, that's different, I could do that. This is way harder than I thought it was. I give up. And they do this forever. You know what this is called? Shiny object syndrome. And 99% of people will ride this wave their whole life. Why? because they couldn't beat this. If you can beat that, you can win. If you can't, you've already lost. It's the valley of despair. You have to master getting past the valley of despair. Every successful entrepreneur has met this dragon and slayed it. Everyone who is not successful has not. But the ability to beat this means you can succeed at basically any endeavor you pursue in your entire life. Every time I go into a new challenge or new business, I know I'm gonna meet it. It's going to happen. I'm going to question it. I'm going to doubt myself. I'm going to say it was easier doing the other thing I was doing. Every excuse in the book will come up. But I've learned to get past this, and so I'm able to do this. And some of you in this room who are already succeeding, you faced this, didn't you? You broke it. You went past it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You want to know why value despair is the best? It's a sign. It's a signal. It's an indicator that this is right around the corner. You just have to push through this. That's it. That's the whole game. But it, some, but basically, there are four or five levels of whenever you start something, any kind of venture, generally in an entrepreneurial 
atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You go into it in the beginning feeling very confident. Then you realize how difficult it is and you say, ah, I don't know. Right. Then there's another, then there's a second part. Eventually, it's a cyclical thing where you you go into it confidently, you realize how difficult it is, then you quit. Then you try another thing and you continuously do the same thing. You don't want, you're not willing to stick it out Mm -hmm. because you realize, wait a minute. The hamster wheel effect? Of sorts. (laughs) And you keep <laughs> rotating and doing another thing and another thing and yeah. another, and you don't realize it. It's you, yeah. not the thing. There are some th- some things are really not cut out for you. You know, yeah. you're not cut not not cut out for, but aren't. You know, if I went and became a gardener, wouldn't be my thing. There are a lot of things out there that wouldn't be for me. So right. I, it's important to know your, yourself. But in real estate, I know it's difficult. There are times where I doubt myself. I have to knock myself in the face, so to speak, and say, wait, it's going to be difficult. This is a good field for me. Mm-hmm. I have to stick it out. Yeah. The deal didn't go my way. The deal was harder than I thought it would be. Okay, this is understood. The more you know what to expect, the more you're realistic with yourself, the more you can say, okay, this is a tough place to be in, especially as a newer, any, anytime you're new at something, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, even with the podcast, hold, just hold your thought, because I know you're about to like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you like, ah, my yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> So with the podcast, even I have my doubts, like I have, you know, 300, what is it? 355 subscribers. I know my subscribers like to the T, 355 subscribers. I have, you know, about to have my 36th episode. I've only been doing it since August. There are times where I'm like, what am I doing with this podcast? I'm being honest. Like sometimes I say to myself, what am I doing with this thing? And then I knock myself back in the face and I'm like, you made 35 episodes, buddy. You've done a week, every single week you've made one. Are you crazy? You're going to quit now? You know, and I don't think of quitting per se, but sometimes I step back. I have this out of body experience. And I'm like, am I being ridiculous for doing this? And then I'm like, no, you know, and I psych myself back in and I'm like, dude, you put so much work into this. Yeah. And I'm like, you're seeing so much. You've been taking it so much more seriously than so many other podcasters. Keep doing your thing, man. You know, and thank God I get a lot of awesome support from friends and people I know or even don't know. So that, that helps tremendously. But it's everyone has these doubts. Your your brain's just trying to protect you. So it says, No, that's not a good idea. It's not safe. Yeah. You know? That's the devil energy I call it. Yep. The dark. So the thing is about when you set yourself to do something and this is something I even I even had to learn in the, at an older part of my life, you know. Um, you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are. And once you learn who you are, you know what you want. The good news about this is that you're free once you've opened that mindset that this is me, this is what I like, screw anything else, screw anybody else, what they think, even what I think, because I ain't going to think, I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm an action type person. I, um, I don't like to talk, talk, talk. I just like to do things. Um, I don't like people just tell me things. I just want them to do it. Um, so, you know, they always talk about this love language thing. I don't think it's just love language. I think it's just a language overall for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to you in the podcast, and even when you were doubting yourself on, in real estate, remember what I always tell you. I'm like, listen, don't worry about it. You're doing a good job. That's all you have to look at it. Um, and that was something I always say to you. You're doing, you're doing a great job. Don't even worry about it. what anybody thinks. Like sitting here doing your podcast, this is what you like. You all comfortable, got your flip-flops on, your little vapor thing going on. You got your cameras set up. Who the hell could come up in your place and tell you anything else different? Sure. Nobody. You're free. And that's what's important. Mm-hmm. I need that. I can say, though, very confidently that I rarely do. I rarely have any, like, 
crippling doubts about either real mm-hmm. estate or, but sometimes you get a little out of it. You have an off day. Everyone has it. We're like, Ugh. yeah. But there's at this current moment, I'm doing two things that are so fitting for me. Like I told you, I I've, they they give too. me a ton of freedom, but they also give me a push because I'm in charge of both of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, especially the podcast where this is completely my baby. Like I brought, the, I created this out of nothing. Shit! If you only have one follower, who gives a shit? Like uh-huh. you doing what you want? You know what I'm saying? I know I asked you earlier, what are you doing to market it? Are you marketing? And you was like, yeah, but you know, you're doing what you want. You're not. You're not intentionally sending it out there just to pick up people to like you you're doing this because this is what you want to do i mean i'm definitely i'm definitely trying to spread it i'm just not trying to throw down a ton of money just to put it on the internet it will though doing it it organic trying to do it organically have very interesting guests ahem me (laughs) (laughs) i was nervous coming on because i'm not a camera person i'm usually behind the scenes pushing other things you say Um, that but you're such a you oh, think so? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> you don't see your son jump in front of the camera? Do you I know, think he got it from nowhere? This. He has a vlog. Oh, there we I'm go. Just there saying. we go. And he, he builds Legos on... on uh, uh, go sit down. Interruption? You can't see him anyway. <laughs> All right, go. Don't do that. Go sit down at the table. Bye. Uh, Ethan, go. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> don't worry. You'll have your own real Take estate business. And then go. Uh-huh. Go. Now go sit down. Ooh. Go sit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I he gets it from. I mean, he definitely doesn't get it from you. That's for sure. I mean, he gets that from me because dad is very quiet. Sarcasm. Dad is okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'll accept it. Yeah. Yeah. He is me. He is me completely. That's for sure. That yeah. So I mean, this is this is uh, I think a difficulty for a lot of people because some people we all have our like I said we all have our brain protecting it's the fight or flight thing mm-hmm. um you know you have the the amygdala I, I actually heard this from from one of these coaching class i've heard this in the past but someone went into it uh you know who went into it um john deets went into this so Good old john deets what's up john how you doing <laughs> so he was talking about the two the the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala one is responsible i think the amygdala is responsible for flight i'm pretty sure i'll verify but our brain, in a difficult situation, is trying to keep us safe. But yeah. it, what it's doing is ma- is making it worse for us because we know that on the other side of this danger, so to speak, mm-hmm. is potential bliss. Exactly. Much more so than some secure thing. And security is fine if you want to. You know, have some people for them a regular job is better. For you them. know what that's called, right? Hmm. There's two words: fear, ego. You're fearing it, and your ego is keeping you from the fear. So it's like you, you see that line that you know. God is like saying, cross that line, girl. Cross it. And I'm like, no, I'm scared. If I cross the line, what's going to happen? The unknown. And we're always afraid of the unknown because we're so conditioned to knowing. Right. Step aggressively towards your fear. And that. That step towards your fear is the step into bravery. Because we, we're, we're scared of what we don't know. And there is only one way to learn and to know. And that is to confront that fear. You have to step. You have to go. And this simple action. This simple attitude 
it answers so many questions. So many questions. How, how do you get to the gym every day? You step. You go. How do you, how do you change your diet? You step. You go. How do you overcome fear of failure or fear of success or, or fear of fear itself? You step. And how do you face the fear of the unknown? You step. Don't wait anymore. Don't think anymore. Don't plan anymore. Don't contemplate anymore. Don't make any more excuses or justifications. Don't rationalize anything else. No, no, and no. Instead, be aggressive. Take action now. And what is the first action that you need to take? What's the first step you need to take? The first step you need to take is just that. Step. So it's just like when you take the chance and you cross that line, that's when things start to gravitate towards you. Because once you fear it, just think about it. Your fear will reflect in the fear on the other side. So it will push back from you. But when you step over that line, then it will come to you. It will mm-hmm. gravitate to you. So the most, the the more you fear yourself, why don't you? Why don't you think someone else won't fear you? It's an interesting way to look at it. When you say fear you, is it not? What do you mean by fear? Not fear, like fear to come towards me. Okay. So it's almost like your mirror. Okay. So you're looking on the other side at the other person, which is you, and you're like, I'm scared to even come to you, and then you are saying, I'm scared to come to you. This is this is smoothly going into the law of attraction. I yes. know you're all about that. I'm all about that. I love, love that. Yeah, the and love, peace. the love, yeah. energy. Don't come near me if you're not right. You gotta have a meditation. <laughs> Only session high right vibes now. up in here. Only high vibes. That's it. <laughs> so that's how I look at it. I that's and that's something I'm practicing for myself. So I'm, I'm not I'm perfect at all. Like it's something I'm actually learning because I'm a go getter type girl. And but there's a lot. Um, that I know I could have definitely accomplished that fear held me back from. Because um, sometimes I'm scared. I have kids. I have, you have bills to pay. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I have to hold on to this. And that's ego for not wanting to fail. And it's also fear of the unknown. You know what's, t- you know what's a tough thing is a tough thing is if you're doing pretty well at something, but you know it's not for you. And people know, oh, you know, he's in a good place, but they don't know the depth of it because yeah. sometimes you don't want to discuss it. Yeah. Because you, th- you want everyone to see, oh, everything's great. Yeah. <laughs> but on the inside, you realize that they're not responsible for your happiness. They, in reality, don't care as much as you think they do. Exactly. As if anything, they don't really give two shits. They don't. Get, okay. They only care about themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. I'm not going to say that everyone's like that, but for the most part, people, you know, were very interested in their own best interest mm-hmm. and their own self you know yeah so when you're afraid of outside perception and it's crippling you because you're doing something you're not happy with you're you're destroying yourself yeah and mm-hmm. and to go and venture out into something new where you have no idea whether it's going to go well or not that's scary to do most people don't want to do that yeah. but if you can do that i think a very s- small percentage of, of humans ha- can do that yeah. i'm not even trying to act like oh i'm not 
I, I do think I have that, though. I do. Th it's it, it just has developed over time, and it works by just constantly trying again and again and challenging yourself. Always challenge yourself. What mm -hmm. and Lee always tell us. Well, it's a law. The bold law that we use at Keller Williams is um, be uncomfortable. Be comfortable being uncomfortable. And you know, when you charge after things that's the unknown. That's what makes you a, a person, you know, make you, how can I put this? It, you grow. Because if you stay in that one bubble that you know, where's the growth in that? Nowhere. You just keep going in circles. So you just keep going and, and, and you have to grow. I mean, life is about growth. It's not about just staying still. And, I, and that, we were talking about Facebook earlier. Like I was like, I'll post a naked picture on Facebook. But at one point, I always cared about what people thought, you know? Okay. It, oh, my God, if I post this on Facebook, no one's going to call me to buy a house from me and have me list their house for them. You have to be poised. You got to be professional. You got to cross your legs and have your hair done. And me, I don't care now. I'm like, whatever. If you want, if you're going to be with me, you're going to be with me. If you're not, you're not. And, and the other thing I realized, people are afraid of these. And it's something, and it's proven because I've asked. I've actually tested this. People are afraid of love and success. And what I realized, love comes from within because some people don't even have the love for themselves to be successful. So that's like two things that kind of clash with each other and it causes people downfall. So that's another thing. I love myself enough to know, okay, if I'm out there being myself, um, success comes to me. I don't mm -hmm. have to look for it. It'll come to me. Mm -hmm. So that's, it was something I had to learn. I always cared about what people thought in the professional world because I just wanted to make sure I was perfect to make sure that I get the business. But now I get the business just being my damn self. A lot of the time you do. A lot of the time it's when you have a sense of individuality. I see realtors on Instagram, some big realtors, and they completely, I, I love what they do. So there's this one guy who, hopefully have him on my podcast. I just came across this page recently. This young young dude, Jonathan Vega. And uh, he's young, young, uh, young, like, you know, Spanish-American dude. And he posts, he's a funny, he's a funny kid. I don't know how old he is, probably mid-20s, my age or whatever. And seems like he's doing very well. Mm -hmm. Has a lot of multi-million dollar listings and, you know, on both ends, buyer and, buyer and seller. seller. Mm -hmm. he, you tell he's very professional. He seems, he seems like a very likable dude. And he makes very comedic videos. Like he was in this very nice house and there was a, there was a nice shower, like a really mm -hmm. nice shower. So he took the handheld, you know, like the, the handheld thing and it yeah. looks like a microphone yeah. and he started like singing on it. It's awesome. I know. There's nothing, there's nothing, no one, no client's going to say, oh, he took the thing in the shower and he sang on it. <laughs> I'm never going to hire him. They're like, that's awesome. He's he a, made it personal. He's not a robot. He's yeah. not like, I couldn't sell your home within 25 <laughs> days. He's like, oh, I'm going to sell your house, you know, like. It was great. I mean, that's the way to do it. Like, sometimes I look at some people that I personally know, and they're, like, on their page. Like, I'm, you know, whatever, and, like, I'm great. And then I see them bumping, grinding at the club the next day, you know, <laughs> and swinging and going to strip clubs or do whatever they want. And I'm like, don't act like you're perfect, boo. Just go ahead and be yourself. Who cares? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's something I had to learn. And, you know, it's... I have more. I do have morals, just to let y'all know. I have right, morals. Right, 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 right. 
<laughs> sure. But at the same time, you know, I'm going to be myself. I have a God-fearing grandmother who raised me. And she raised me with a skirt down to my ankle. I was not allowed to wear pants until I was like 12. And I, my aunt had to beg her to make me wear pants. So I grew up that way. And it's kind of like, okay, I need to step out of step out of the zone and become myself. And that's it took it took a while. Cheers to grandmothers, though. My grandmother, yeah. I love her. Miss you, mama. Yeah, I miss my grandmother. <laughs> she raised too. me well. She did. I I can't even. She was like the Bible to me. Like I can't. I, no one can replace God to me. But she was like the next best thing. <laughs> so. You really get into a fight, a little boxing match with my. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of you know. He's been yeah. The microphone's been, been testing one two three. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So so Rafi. Mm-hmm. What made you get into real estate? I was I was doing sales prior, and when COVID hit, when COVID hit, I wanted to try something different. It just wasn't something that I was really enjoying. I didn't see long-term growth in it, so I decided to. I, I spoke about real estate with a close friend of mine mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, Itamar. Shout out to you, Itamar. <laughs> and he he told me when he was doing it. He he's been doing it a little long. He must have been must be doing it for about three years now, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. And he was saying, you know, dude, I think you'd be great in real estate. And it stuck in my mind, but I just kind of went and did that other thing. And loans, I was working with loans. And then when COVID hit and everything kind of dissolved, I said, I'm not enjoying this. I need to be out. I need to meet people. Mm -hmm. I need to interact. And I knew I didn't want to do a nine to five. So I said, what is something that I can see myself liking? I need to be challenged. It needs to be something where there's no ceiling. There's no set salary. There's freedom to, if I need a, to go to a dentist appointment or I need to fly somewhere suddenly, mm-hmm. I don't have to check in with a boss. I can just go and do what I got to do. Exactly. But I know that I'm self-motivated and I'll hold myself accountable. So I said, oh, you know, real estate sounds like something I could do. It sounds like a great idea. So right when COVID hit, uh, maybe a two months, not even, no, I'm trying to think. Maybe a month after, I just started studying for the exam. Failed by two points the first time. Took it again. Definitely aced it. Yeah, I was ha- dealing with some things. So, you know. Don't feel bad. Yeah, it's I all good. I took it more than twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, a lot of people have. A lot of people have. So, then I definitely, the next time around, I didn't get the score because this pass fell, but I knew I must have gotten in the 90s. Quite frankly, I don't think it's a very hard test. I know some people that have failed it like so many times, though. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you really buckle down and study, it's it's not too difficult. So, once I got that, I went to a few companies. Keller Williams seemed like, uh, he's, he's, telling, like he's like, Mom, what can we get out of here? <laughs> I want to go to Target. <laughs> he wants to go to Target. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done, man. So he, uh, uh, so once I, I went to Keller Williams and Aventura, I said, okay, it's near me. I've mm-hmm. heard of the company. It's a very reputable company. Everyone seems really professional, but open and laid back and accepting. I said, okay. I met you. And you asked me for a hug right when I met you. I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> and, and, and Lee was cool. And, and I met uh, Josh Benitez. Mm-hmm. He was really cool. And everybody was, was just so welcoming. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm game for this. It's, it's a great weird. office. Mm-hmm. I've been here for almost about seven years. And I live in Fort Lauderdale. But, and I went to that office first. And, the, and there's nothing wrong with Fort Lauderdale. But it was when I went to Aventura, it was just so much more open. <laughs> and when I walked in, I just felt welcome. He's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Thank you. 
He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, no, you were saying you... Yeah, so that's why I joined that office, and I, I commuted from Fort Lauderdale to Aventura. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the good news about real estate, you, your hours is flexible. And like you said, you have to be disciplined, whether you're in the office or not. Oh, that's a sign. Discipline, I need that. So... <laughs> <laughs> That was an omen, right? <laughs> like, Shika, practice what you preach. So, um. It's <laughs> great. That was good. It's good that you look. I, one thing I, I always, I always respect that I, I really like that you always look for signs. You're always looking for spiritual signs from the, from the universe that, mm-hmm. that you're supposed to or not supposed to do something. I think it's, I definitely uh, took that. Yeah, so when I leave here today, I'm going to have to communicate with the universe. I'm like, thank you for calling me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a call out, and I agree. I agree with you, universe. My bad. <laughs> it's fine. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you you do fall sometimes because you have that flexibility, and sometimes you lay in bed that day. You're like, do I feel like working today? You know, you have that, but... You can't meet goals laying in that bed. Well, you can't. You, you gotta be on the phone though. Yeah. You could be in the bed, but you better be on that phone making some cold calls. Yeah, nobody. Um, lately, what I started to do because I'm making pre foreclosure calls right now, I've gotten some good leads, some divorce situations, not that great. But I wonder what's gonna happen when I run. I'm, I'm bound to run into one of those eventually. Oh, I'm dealing with a wife and a husband. They both <sighs> moved on. Um, the wife um, rented out the house, going to let it fall into foreclosure. She just wants to collect the rent. And she's pocketing the rent. And I'm like, let's just sell it, you know. And she's like, no, I have to. I'm going to think about it. I put it with an attorney. I was like, You're, how much are you spending monthly with this attorney? She's like, $700. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Let's just sell it and save your credit. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? And mm-hmm. it's because they have this hate, love-hate relationship between the two. They're not even divorced they're still, yet. Oh, they're still love there? I, I I feel like there's love because when you hate someone is because there's love. You can't hate without a partial with a, even a single notion of love. You think that? I think that. I mean, I I, well, maybe them. in the relationship stand from a relationship standpoint, but it were to, if we're talking about like human beings, like groups hating other groups, I don't know. Oh if no, no, that's hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I'm a whole talking about the situation. Okay, a relationship. Yeah, well, there was love at some point. They got married. Yeah, I don't. I think where hate comes is always because love was there before and there's some still you know some part of it probably because i think hate derived from <laughs> it's weird <laughs> it's crazy well yeah because there was love initially so now yeah, it's like hate, it's the I hatred hate you, of like, I hate you. i'm gonna just run my credit because i hate you and i'm like girl just sell me the house let me get it <laughs> <laughs> let me save your credit i'm gonna save you <laughs> you show up in a cape to the house yeah i know super realtor you know because you know i'm wonder woman you know everything i have is wonder woman But, you know, real estate, like even for me, when I started, I was in property management. I started property management at 19 and um, I started, I got interested in real estate because being a property manager, a lot of realtors would bring us clients to rent when I worked in Brickell. And I'm like, you know what? We pay them. We only get paid $100 per lease and they get $2,000. And I'm like, damn. So I was like, I could do this part time on the side and then be okay. So... Uh, my cousin, he was going for his mortgage license, and I'm, and then I, w- I was like, why don't you get your real estate license instead? So in the beginning, I started just referring my customers to him because I was working full-time in property management. I was a mm-hmm. leasing agent at the time. And 
So along the years of 24 years into property management, I, w I was a realtor part-time, worked on referral basis only. There was sometimes I jumped in and out full-time and sold new construction and went full-time and went back. I, for some reason, they always pull me back into property management. I get a phone call, Sheikha, I need your help. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'm coming. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So, um, and that's the condition thought paychecks. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're going to get a consistent paycheck, mm -hmm. um, along with commissions. So I always <clears> get drawn back, but that's how I started in two, it was 2004. I did take that test three times <laughs> and the first two times I didn't really study, to be honest with you, I didn't study at all. I just thought I knew everything cause I was in the industry um, the class test, I took it and I aced it. So I thought I knew everything. So that's the thing my ego took over. That's that ego right mm. there. Um, I took the test the first time I didn't pass the second time. I waited till the last minute to take it. Oh my God. Wait till the last minute to take it. So, and I didn't study, but you lose that money. So I was like, I might as well just go take the test and just fail it. If I'm, if I fail it or pass, at least I took a chance. And then the third time I buckled down, I was like, I'm studying. I, I bought at the time they had the CD cram. Um, I listened to it every single day, all day. Um, and I studied. And then when I took that test, I swear it was like a robot just trans transferring all the information I retained from the CD on the test. And I got in and I was the first one out. And then I, she said, you passed. And I'm like, thank goodness. Cause I was not going to take this again. But that's where I You really started. don't think you would have taken it again? I would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure I ain't giving them another $55. That's a lot. <laughs> it's crazy that there are people who fail probably a bunch of times and they don't even bother after. They, they just quit and never even become realtors. And it's not like we're taking an MCAT here. We're not, we're not trying to get into medical school. I know. This isn't, you know, not to downgrade real, real estate, but like this is not medical school. The, the, the test is not that difficult. It's all or, it was all or yeah. nothing. That was it. I was, I was like, you're going to study. Don't waste this time, money, energy, and not complete this. You right. know? So that's what I was like. You know, at the time I was, in, I was married, and I said, listen, I'm going to study. Don't bother me, okay? And then that was it. And that was, that's where it started, 2004. I was a little mad at that point. So don't be, don't be, don't be calling me out on my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cute. Well, you're only, you're only, you're 31. It's not, it's only, you've got four 44, years on me. 44, four, magic numbers, four, four. No, no, we don't need to know lies in the Soothing Semantics podcast. <laughs> no need for that. <laughs> so that's real estate for me. I've worked mostly on referrals though, but the industry right now, what do you think about it? Busy, busy, busy. It's great. It's just a matter of adapting. You have to really know how to adapt because there are so few homes on the market, especially with a lot of the, my clients that I have you yeah. know, from New York. You know, I'm Jewish, so I, I get a lot of friends of friends or family friends that are you know, Jews from the Northeast that I grew up with or yeah. know of. So they have particular you know, areas or things that they want. And it's very difficult because they have a certain price range, a certain thing that they want, and there's just so few and homes available. They're serious when you when I um, worked with the you know the Jewish community, they're serious about their budget too. They're like, I want eight, this eight hundred. I want next to this temple. I want to be right here in this they're community. Specific. I want need to walk here, and I need to. They're serious. Like yeah, no, they're very specific. They're, I, I I'm very for. I'm so grateful for the business, and I want to do everything I can to make them yeah. happy and find them their their dream home whether it's their dream home or just something they're going to have for the first few years you know yeah. starter home 
I want them to be ecstatic about what they're buying. So it's just tough in this market, it's, but then you have to know how to adapt. So what I'm trying to find is off-market properties, yeah. those properties that not everyone's grabbing at. So I can, I can hopefully present them to my buyer and they're going to say, wow, man, that's awesome. You went out of your way to find these properties that aren't on market that everyone's just yeah. you know, grabbing at. So instead of complaining that, oh, hey, you know, there aren't that many homes, A, I have business. I have people that are trusting me to do work with them. Exactly. B, I have to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. I'm not, I don't knocking. want them going... <laughs> yeah. sell me your house <laughs> yeah right i i personally do not want to do and the good thing about it you're not going as a false person you're going in and saying i actually have a buyer i have right. someone i really do yep, yep 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 and that's what i live by in real estate too i don't i'm you know we have our scripts that we use and we love them because they really mm -hmm. help us and guide us along especially to overcome objections the thing is though you have to plug in yourself into those scripts as well so people can look at you and I'm I'm true believer on being authentic out there. If I'm not if I if I'm cold calling and I'm not gonna say I have tons and tons of buyers that want your house, I'm not gonna make that story up. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, listen, because he they'll say, Well, do you have a buyer? And I'm like, I don't. But I, I say can. the same thing. I say the same thing. <laughs> no, I do, I say the same thing. I say, if they ask if I have buyers, I say I if I do, I tell them I do. If I don't, I tell them I don't. Yeah, like do you want me to you run yourself you into the bullshit? ground that way. Exactly. Yeah, you get you can get the appointment by BSing them. Yeah. But if you don't have buyers, oh let me yeah, yeah, the buyer will get back to me in two weeks. They're uh, they're in Honolulu. It's like Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Okay, you great, great. You got the appointment, but now what? Like, yeah. Tell them from the from the get go. Say I don't have buyers. Let's meet, get to know each other, get better acquainted. Let me see the property, take some notes, get an idea of what's going on. So when I do have buyers, I can <coughs> excuse me, I can present them with all this information. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not gonna bullshit you, no. I don't. Mm -hmm. But I can put your property and market it the proper way and make sure you get the value for your home. And that's straight up the only way to go. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, by the time you make that phone call, 40 other agents probably made that call already. And they're like, you're the 40 whatever. So I had one that said that. And I'm like, well, I should be the president then. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm president, if I'm number 46. <laughs> you know, though, it's funny because I get a lot of. Uh, I, no, I do. I get a nice amount of compliments from from buyers that I from sellers that I speak to. They'll say either that I'm more articulate than a lot of the people who call them or they'll say that I'm not as salesy. They'll say like, you know, I like that you are having a normal yeah. conversation, that yeah. you're not trying to just not shove sales down their throat. I'm just, yeah. you know, I say, hey, okay, no worries. You know, you're not ready to sell right now. No, no worries. When do you think yeah. you'd be more interested? Okay, three months. Okay, we'll be in touch. Okay, great. Thank you for your time. I'll send you a text. Save my number. Okay, wonderful. I call them once a week, every two weeks, whatever it is. Check on them. If it's a holiday, if they're Muslim, I'll send them a, a, a Ramadan Kareem. If it, if they're Jewish, I'll send them a Shabbat Shalom every weekend. If they're Christian, Happy Easter, things of that nature. I'm trying that's to see what I'll send Jamaicans because that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me know because I don't know. Some I can't solve it. I'll just send them a blunt, honestly. Just send them an A-mine. I'll, I'll just send them a blunt and a bongo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole blunt card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I make that joke about Jamaicans, but you can, might as well send a blunt to half of the population. <laughs> so while you're saying this, now I'm thinking to my head, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some bun and cheese. Some butter and cheese? Bun and cheese. Bun. bun. The Easter bun. Okay. Yeah, you, you ever seen them? In, they have them in certain publics, not all publics. Like, they only stock them in certain publics when they know that the neighborhood carries some type of ethnic, ethnic ethnicity. Smart that they so do it's that. like a, a brown, it look, it's like a sugar bun. 
mm. with the raisin in it. You know those, and you put, and they have this this cheese in a can, and you, it, it's it's called an Easter bun. Sounds pretty good during Easter time, but <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I hope we could hear that in the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we covered a lot of ground. What do you think? Huh? We I covered think a lot we of did, I, and I like the fact that we're just random and just doing whatever we want. It's Who great. Cares? We talked about a lot of, a lot of. We made a lot of very good points, I think, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it was it was yeah, it was a great episode. I think so too. All right, Shika, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I think we really should do nice this time. like once a month, right? Like just play around and. Just I think. Do well, I think we they, I think they would love it. It was. It I was think a great so time. too. Let's do what we want. All right. All right. <laughs> this has been another episode of a soothing semantics. Smash the subscribe button, smash the like button, share with your friends, your family, your dog, the priest, the pope, the rabbi, the imam, and I look forward to having you guys on the next episode. On the, damn straight. You like, want to come in and share, want to come in also subscribe and tell subscribe. everybody. Tell everybody. <laughs> you got to come on the other side. Come they right can't here, see come you. do it. Say like, share and subscribe. You got to come behind the cameras. They're like, all <laughs> That part not from me. Do it. Don't, <laughs> if you're not going to do it for me, guys, do it for Ethan. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs>